You are listening to the Life Church podcast. To learn more about Life Church, our gathering times at any of our central Indiana locations, or our life crew online, visit us at lifechurchin.com or follow the link in the description. Today's talk is from Pastor Derek Lopez. So, question for all of you What do you think when I say the phrase our town? Do you think of your hometown? Do you think of Fishers? You think of lots of different things. Maybe you think about how everything is convenient around this area. You can get to anywhere you want to be. You go eat in any restaurant you'd like to be at. You can get to Walmart, Target, I don't know why, but you, would, you go to all these different places that you can go shop at, right? And so it's a place of convenience. Well, I think about this place, I think about 25 years ago, this building had nothing but fields around it. I think about the explosion that has happened in the city of Fishers. And it's almost a miracle that it's happened because this land was swampy and muddy. And it was actually called Mudsock at one point. It's a strange name. It was called Mudsock because what would happen is the horses would, in the 1800s, they would get mud all over their legs, so they ended up calling it Mudsock because it was just a muddy place. And then what happened to a man with the last name of Fisher, he came and he said, hey, we're going to make this into a town. They ended up making it a town and they named it after him. That's why it's called the city of Fishers because Mudsock was a terrible name. <laughs> and so they decided to name this place Fishers. And it was more of a, more of a depot like you stop by, trade goods, but it has exploded the city originally, well, not originally, the city in 1990 had under 10,000 people in it. Now it has over 101,000 people who live in the city of Fishers. And it is a town, a town is a town because of people. And the one common denominator with all people, regardless of race, religion, tongue, everyone will die one day. And you know what the people need? They need good news. They need the gospel. They need to know that Jesus loved them. He lived a sinless life. He died for them because of their sin. And they can come to know him and have relationship with the Father. And that leads us to our theme verse for this month. It's Romans chapter 10, starting in verse 9. It says this, it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and and is saved. For scripture says everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone said amen. Amen. How then can they call on him whom they have not believed? And how can they hear, how can they uh, believe in the one whom they've not heard? And how can they hear unless someone is preaching? How are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Now, To give you a better picture of beautiful feet, in my home there's seven kids, and they don't like shoes. Who knows kids don't like shoes? And so 
There's a lot of pitter-patter. Pitter-patter, pitter-patter, pitter-patter. And we know by how, how, uh, how they sound, we know which kid it is, right? Oh, that's Elsie. Or that's Leland. <laughs> that's Sam. Little stumpy kid. Boom, 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 boom. And so beautiful feet. Think of a kid who was walking for the first time, a baby, who's learning how to walk. And the joy that it brings to you as a parent when you see that. Well, that's what it's like for somebody who receives the gospel for the first time. It's joy to them. We have beautiful feet when we go and we proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. It's important that we remember that Jesus, he is the original. He's the OG of beautiful feet. His baby feet, the beautiful feet of the good news that God came. Emmanuel, God with us. He came with us. That's what we celebrate, that God, God came down. And how blessed that we are. But likewise, those who are missionaries, even the Asia Pacific that we're giving towards this year for our far, they have beautiful feet. They share the good news. They tell people about Jesus. They go to this place, they go to these places with hope. And how fitting on the first day of Advent that today is when we celebrate hope. We have hope in Jesus. We have hope that we, we put our trust in him. We'll be with him one day. We hope he's coming back. Amen, everybody? And so we have our hope in our Savior and in our God. Now, last week we talked about how the Great Commission story, how we're all called to share good news, good news of great joy that's for all people. And we believe in that Great Commission here at Life Church that, that we're to tell all about our Savior. We're to tell, him about, tell them about the goodness of our God that leads people to repentance here, near, and far. And that's the heart of God. The heart of God is that all, the whole world, would know that every tribe, every nation, every tongue would know the gospel. And that's what we're trying to do here at Life Church is we try to, to push it not only here in our city. We want to invite people to church. You know, we have a softball here in America. We get to just invite people to church and they hear about the gospel. But there's not that luxury in China. There's not that luxury in Mongolia. There's not that luxury in even Japan. And so we, we want to support. That's what next week is about is supporting the mission of the gospel. And that's what we want to do. We want to be people who have beautiful feet. But the Great Commission, just a reminder, is for our town. Our neighbors are going to a Christless eternity if they don't know Jesus. It's important that we don't see people as enemies. We don't see people as distractions or just upsetting our day. No, we want to, we want to see people as people who will live for all of eternity either everlasting splendor or everlasting damnation. It's true. We need, to see, we need to see beyond our own life here on earth and we need to look heaven toward to what God sees. God sees it all. He sees the whole picture because he lives outside of time and space and he operates out of it and he sees all. We need to pray for the heart of God. Amen, everybody? So this... It leads me to, uh, I talked about this last week a little bit, but it leads me to the story in Luke 2 with the shepherds. And I believe there's some things we can learn from the shepherds this Christmas season. 
that we can all take, even into our own homes and for our town, for our city. It says this in Luke 2, starting at verse 8, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. So that's over near Bethlehem. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign unto you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel with a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among whom he is pleased. Then the angels went away uh, from them into heaven, and the shepherds said one to another, Hey, let's go see this thing which has happened in Bethlehem, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known, uh, they made known the saying that they have been told to them. Con- they made known the saying that they had been told to them concerning the child. It's a weird way to phrase that. And all who, who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. So to try to give you a picture, and I did this last week, but I'm going to try to do better is that they're in the field. They're, maybe they're telling each other stories. Maybe they're around a little fire. Maybe they just pulled a sheep out of danger. But they're in a field. We know there's at least two of them. We don't know how many. But they're together. And then all of a sudden, this guy shows up that's full of light. And he says, hey, don't be afraid. How counterintuitive. God's sense of humor. But it says they were full of fear. But then what we see is that the fear actually leaves them and they're calm by the end of it. And he says, hey, there's gonna be good news. I've got some great news for you, man. We got some good news. The Savior is born, the Messiah, Christ the Lord. And this is gonna be the sign. You're gonna find the baby in a food trough for animals. How strange. And then, bam, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of angels fill the sky. Now, to help you with the picture, Speedway sits, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway sits 257,000 seats. Now, you can see all that one time, so think about how, much, how many more angels there would have been in the sky. And these guys are probably the only ones who, who could see this. And it's probably brighter than daytime when they see this. And so they're told, hey, you're going to find him. And then the angels are praising God. And then they leave and they say, hey, let's go. Let's go find out about what they're talking about. So the shepherds, they're, they're there. They're minding their own business. But they're, they're forced to face reality. This supernatural reality that God has sent a messenger And they look at one another, I could see like, did you hear that? You saw what I saw, right? You heard what I heard. Hey, let's let's go see this thing. Let's go, they had to face the reality. And that's a challenge in our culture, and it's the most demonic thing is because reality is challenged in our culture. 
And it's not an attack on America, it's an attack on the gospel. Because the gospel forces you, the cross actually is offensive because it forces you to confront truth. It is a deeper attack than we realize. Because it is, at the core, it is an attack on the core of the relationship between people and God, and Satan is trying to build this, this indivisible wall between them and, and the Most High in their heart. It's important that you and I, that we don't live in pride, that we, that we submit ourselves and subject ourselves to our Savior. We don't want, if it can happen to somebody else, it can happen to us. But they, they face this reality. And really, it's how we should respond with the good news of great joy for all people, how everyone should respond after they come to know the Christ. The first thing we do when we come to know Jesus is what they did is they, they investigated. They decided, hey, let's go see if this is true. Now, I think there may have been some skepticism, even though they saw a vision like, or, or they saw the angels in the sky, like they still are like, okay, we gotta, we gotta find this for ourselves just to verify. Now, I think it would've been really verifiable seeing that in the sky, but you know, your mind can play tricks on you. And they're like, hey, let's go, let's go see this thing. Maybe not, but just go with me there. And so, so it says that when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said, let's go see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Now shepherds, shepherds weren't the most trustworthy people in that day. They took care of these animals outside of the city. They actually told each other stories to uh, yeah, just for their own excitement, their own enjoyment. They would make up lies and stuff. And so I'm sure they may have been skeptical of anybody. And so for us as Americans, we, we're skeptics. You know that? We are more skeptical now than we were 20 years ago. A lot of that is due to technology. There was a research in 2019, a research company is, uh, which is a weird name, but the Pew Research, uh, they actually did a research on people saying how trustworthy that they are today versus uh, 20 years ago. And it says that in 2019, before COVID, that we're more skeptical of each other than we used to be, less trusting of each other. And so think about today, we went through COVID, we were all told 10 days, 10 days, liars, right? There's that, and then there's telemarketers, right? There are those who tried to scam us, and they're getting really, really good at it. If, if you ever have a phone call, just to help everybody, if you ever have a phone call from the IRS, the FBI, the CIA, you have a phone call from Amazon, you have a phone call from any of these people, they're first gonna email you or mail you a letter. And if someone calls you saying, hey, you have this bill, you need to reconcile the bill, let me get on your computer, don't do it. Get someone else younger, more tech savvy than you involved, okay? <laughs> Also call the organization. But you know, your first defense is prayer. I'll give you an example. This is in 2020. 
I had a dream, and, and I, I've spent time in prayer, okay? And that's the point. I, I've been in prayer, but I had this dream one night where someone had gotten into my credit card and posted a charge on their own, and they were trying to steal money from my account. And so the next morning, I tell Josie, I had this weird dream about someone stealing from our credit card. And finally, I decide after a couple hours to look it up, well, what happened was someone got into my email, and then they made another email, and then they made an Amazon account, and they charged the money for that Amazon account to my credit card. And it was the first purchase. And I found it that day because of the Holy Spirit. And so your first defense is always prayer. We should, he shouldn't be our last resort. He should be our first response. The greatest insurance you can have is the Holy Spirit. Amen, everybody? But, you know, scammers have even called the church, or called the church, they've emailed the church, and there's a thing going around with the staff that says, hey, this is Pastor Nathan. I'm in a meeting right now. I can't really talk about this, but I need you to go buy some credit cards for me and send them to me. So Pastor Mike Melito responded to that, and what he, he's, he's played it out. It's been a week. He, it just ended yesterday, but he's played it out with this scammer, and he basically said, why didn't you tell me about this yesterday And, and when we were together in a meeting? And the guy came up with some excuse and said it was a gift for somebody in the church, and he didn't want anybody to know, didn't want the staff to know. Well, yesterday, he sends us his response that ends it all, and he says, okay, I just realized that if I put the purchases on the church credit card, then the surprise is going to be ruined. And and the scammer just went, and went away, right? (laughs) And so... We, we want to be aware of scams, but, but we're all a little skeptical because we hate to be taken advantage of. Especially as parents, we hate that. It's like yesterday, I had, we were eating dinner, and uh, one of my, my youngest boy pushed my oldest boy off of the bench, and he said, he pushed me. And I'm like, okay, why did he push you? Sam, why'd you push him? And he said, because he was trying to lay on me. I'm like, is that true? Yes, it's true. Okay, you deserved what you got right? It doesn't feel good to be scanned. We want to know what is true. And I think that's the case here is that they, they want to find out for themselves the truth about Jesus. And so they go, they find him exactly what the angel said. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. You'll find the, and then you'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So they go, they're looking, they're like looking for a manger, they're looking for a baby in the manger, and they find him, just as the angel said. So the first step is always, and to remind her of the Christmas season, is that we should, we should always look for our Savior in Christmas, in everything. Not just in, he's at the center of it, right? It's all about him. But in every blessing, in every, everything that happens, he should be the center of it all. And so that's the first thing we see from the shepherds. The second thing we see is after the investigation, they worship Jesus. No doubt that he is the one, he's the savior of the world. Now, I looked for multiple songs this week that were more modern than what I'm gonna show you here in a second. But this is Frank Sinatra. 
It's one of his famous songs. The other songs didn't work out because I tried to look some up and they were super inappropriate. And so who knows that today our, our culture is so perverse. And so this is the best example that I can show here at church of how worship is misplaced. Please play the video. Fly me to the moon Let me play up there with those stars Let me see what life is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand In other words Darling, kiss me You know when he stomped his foot? Hey, I could give him up for him. He stomped his foot like this and he looked back at the guy. You know somebody was in trouble. Somebody did something wrong, I'm telling you. He had a death stare at somebody. But, uh, but Frank Sinatra, this is a song that he is, one of the songs he's known for. And it has the words, you are all I long for, all I worship and adore. Now, Frank, he was a, he, he, I mean, he was a legend, right? Yes. However, this guy had four marriages. No, not knocking anybody who's had four marriages in here, okay? But between those four marriages, he had six notable relationships with other women. And then there's also on top of that, the women that's even questionable, I saw that there was 25 women that he was actually dating during different times of his career. You know, he missed it. We think about legacy. I think about legacy. His three kids that were born to him were from his first marriage. Think about the legacy that's left. I've debated sharing this, but... It reminds me of the guy who played Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, Gene Wilder. He had an interview. He was interviewed and they said, you know, what's it like when someone sees you in public? And he told this story about how this woman came up to him at a grocery store with her kids and said, can I please tell my kids who you are? And he says, as long as you whisper. Don't, don't let, everybody, let everybody else know. And she told them and they were excited and they hugged him. And she put her hands down and she said, wow, what a legacy. And he said, you know, it is quite a legacy. And it's true, there's a little bit of legacy from there with that movie that he was Willy Wonka. There's legacy with Frank Sinatra with the music. 
but it doesn't matter. The gospel is so important because when you share the gospel with somebody, you're sharing it for their legacy. It's for those who aren't even born yet. It's for those babies that will come. Their legacy wasn't good. They probably don't have the respect of their own family. It's important that we keep the main thing the main thing. And we worship, that we have worship in the right place. I love this verse. It's 1 John 5, verse 21. This is the NLT version. The NIV version actually says, Dear children, uh, keep away from idols. But this version says, and I love the phrasing here, Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. He needs to be first. You know, if I, if I worship Josie, if I, if I treat her with, at an unhealthy level at a place where, where Jesus should be, because she's beautiful, but if I, if, I, if I misplace her with Jesus, the Bible says I'm not worthy to know him. God will either be Lord of, he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. It's important that we keep that in perspective that he is Lord of all. So they went and they worshiped. Now the third thing that the shepherds did is they went and they told others. I think of it like this. I think about sharing good news this way. This is how it is in my house. If I come home and the kids have done something, like Leland would be like, Dad, Dad, you gotta come see our Ford upstairs. It is amazing. You're gonna love it, Dad. Come on. And I love that childlike heart because the Bible says we should come to our Father like little children. But I believe, I'll take it to another step, is that we should share like children of the good thing that's happened. Hey, come check out my new Nerf gun, right? Or look at this tea party. Look at this, this, this thing I have going on. We should do that. Hey, do you know who changed my life? Have you ever heard about Jesus? Have you ever been to church before? It's amazing. It's a big family. We can do that. We can tell others about the good news. The good news of great joy for all people. And you know, I just want to take a survey in here, if you would all uh, be a part of this. How many of you, and there's no shame, okay, there's no shame in this, but how many of you came to know the Lord on your own? You weren't raised in a Christian family? Anybody? Okay, how many of you were raised in a Christian family? When we share the good news, what has happened for all of you is when you share the good news with somebody who hears about it on their own without being raised, their family gets that blessing, the whole family. How blessed that we are, how much easier, like me, myself, I was raised in a Christian home. How blessed I am to stand on the shoulder of others. And some of you, for the first time, my hat is off to you because you've tried to figure out this thing on your own. Or with the local church, you, you, you stepped in in faith. What a blessing it is. You see how much of a blessing it is when we share the news of Jesus Christ with others? Our consciences become clean. How amazing. Think about Frank. 
He didn't find it in the first wife. He didn't find it in the girlfriends. He didn't find it in any of those things. He didn't find satisfaction. There's satisfaction in Jesus and Jesus alone. We just have to lay down our life and follow him. Amen, everybody? Good news of great joy for all people. Now, today, people need the good news more now than ever. You know, Pastor Nathan shared with us as a staff that he went to Japan. And he said the thing that was interesting is that it's one of the wealthiest countries in the world, but it has less than a 1% Christian. It's less than 1% Christian. And he said it's one of the wealthiest countries in the world, but it has one of the highest suicide rates in the whole world. And so they've actually given this title in the government called the Minister of Loneliness. The Minister of Loneliness. We had a meeting, Pastor Nathan and I, with some other church leaders, we had a meeting with the mayor of Fishers, and he shared with us, look, I can, I, I can figure out economics. I know what to do. I know how to handle different deals and and bring money to our city. He said, what I can't handle, and I don't know what to do, is I don't know what to do with the suicide rate here in Fishers, Indiana. He said, the, the suicide rate among the elderly is the highest it's ever been. And he said, we need your help. Like, give us ideas, what, what can we do? Now the problem, it's the same problem in Japan. The problem and the, the challenge that they face is that what does the Bible say about truth? It says, the truth shall set you free. But the true, truth is a person. That's the challenge and that's the stronghold that has to be broken. Our local government won't make a difference in that until they realize truth is in a person. It's in Jesus Christ. It's not in another religion. It is only in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so that is what people need is they need truth to set them free. The power of the Holy Spirit. They need the blood of the Lamb. The accepting, accepting that God came and He died for them. They just have to believe in Him and follow Him. What's beautiful is Psalm 68, verse 6 says, God sets the lonely in families. Now, sharing good news with our with our area. We're excited to partner with Sue and Vinod Pelicanda. And uh, if you could put her picture up on the screen. So it's a, there's Sue. So the Wellness Center, it will be back this week. It is at the Pendleton campus and they're meeting people over there. They're giving tours. But um, Sue, sometimes she's so loving. I'm like, man, should she have my job, right? But, but really, they're doctors that are really just, they're really pastors. And they're not afraid to put their arms around people and say, let's pray. Let me pray for you. Let me tell you about Jesus. And they really love on people. And so we want to support them with this low-cost clinic that's holistic because they don't, they're not going to have the, sh they don't have the shackles on them that they would at a place like Methodist or, you know, another, not to knock Methodist, but a place that will put shackles on them and put political things in their mouth. So they're free to share with others truth and to share with those who may even be cancer patients who come to them and they say, well, hey, 
Do you know you're going to die one day, whether you die from this or not? Do you know Jesus? And so we want to support them. That's what our near goes to is the Agape Wellness Center. And some of our money will go to that next week in the here, near, and far, in the, the Christmas miracle gift offering. But, you know, sharing the love of Jesus, it reaches our town, and we want, to, we want to do our best to reach people. We want to care about people. We want to see people, like I said before, in the light of all eternity. Worship We're team. encouraged by today's talk. Be sure to rate us, share with a friend, and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Our mission is simple. Come to life, connect to grow, find your purpose, make a difference. Thanks for listening to the Life Church Podcast.